champion at St Andrews is now a live golf winner for the first time right here in Chicago and he ready and get over here right now you're darn tootin'. don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address live from the situation room of his lakefront chateau he's bringing a little color to the voice of minnesota sports talk and worldwide his mama calls him vince but you can call him governor and by way of executive order he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right Are you ready? You like that? You like that? Out to Edwards, left angle, three on the way, yeah! Anthony Edwards, the number one pick in the draft, drains the triple to put the Wolves up two with two minutes left to play. This pitch is lined to left center field, Byron to his right, running, diving, and makes a spectacular catch! Lost one out near side, May there. Alright everybody, what's happening? Vince Wright, also known as the Sports Governor of Minnesota, coming to you live and direct. This is the Sports Done Right Podcast. We come to you live, uh, somewhat live every week from the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul. And man, there's lots to get to this week. I cannot wait because let's just, we were down in Chicago, live Live golf. We had to go check it out. I told you we were going to be doing a show about it. Oh, man. So much to get into. The hate for live is real. The love for live is real. And I'm going to give you a day-by-day explanation of what it looked like, what it was like being out there. Some real facts on crowd size, how the tournament is ran, the production things like that. And I also have a couple interviews lined up. First interview is going to be uh, really a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, one of my best buds. He was the best man in my wedding, uh, Wally, his son, Blake. They both drove down there to check out Liv from Minneapolis. They drove down to check out the final round on Sunday. Talk to a few people on the course. I'm going to bring you some sound from that as well. Van Rome from the Black Golfers Association Facebook page ran out there, or excuse me, ran into him out there. Shout out to the BGA. Lots of good debate on this online, on Twitter. Look, man, we all know why Live is controversial. They're funded by the Saudi government. Saudi government, you know, killed the uh, reporter there. He went missing. Nobody ever heard from him again. 
9-11 families are, are protesting because of the Saudi connection or at least Saudi-born hijackers during the, the 9-11. And, you know, I ain't mad at you, to be honest with you. Nobody's trying to get down with terrorism and, 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 and the way the Saudis have done things. I'm going to tell you kind of where my whole thing started with this live thing is, you know, I knew they were doing it, but I didn't really care. I didn't, nothing I was really interested in. And then I was watching the golf channel one day and it just really surprised me how the golf channel anchors on that particular day were really going after these first few live defectors, one of which obviously is Phil Mickelson. And they just really started going after them on a very personal level. And I was like, man, it's one thing to, you know, be mad at these dudes for leaving the PGA, but they're going after Phil, a couple dudes making insinuations, you know, his wife may be gambling with him and this and that. And by the way, everybody knew Phil was gambling. A year ago, Phil won the PGA tournament or the PGA championship at 50. He won a major. Whole golf world, the golf press loved Phil Mickelson, as they always have. And everybody knew about his gambling. Phil makes an obscene amount of money. He's going to make an obscene amount when it comes to bets. And nobody truly knows, or very few people know, the price that has you know, taken on him. I don't know if he's a gambler, an addict. I don't know if he's put his family in financial hardship, whatever the case. But it did bother me how these guys were really going after these golfers on a personal level. So I thought, am am I the only one seeing this? Or am I the only one that feels this way? And then I jump online and you go on the golf sites and the golf Facebook pages. I'm I'm in two or three golf uh, pages on Facebook. And I started seeing people saying the same thing. Wow, taking some some nasty shots at these golfers, man. Oh, boy, they're really going after Phil. So then that gets the curiosity thing going, though. It's like, well, what exactly is a live golf tournament? What does that look like? And now that they've had a few tournaments under their belt, I decided since it was going to be in Chicago, me and my wife, who... Uh, Angie, who is known affectionately as the first lady of Minnesota sports, since I'm the sports governor from Minnesota, if you're new listening to the show here, we thought, listen, man, instead of listening to the golf channel and the golf press and everybody telling us how to feel about live, let's drive down to Chicago, my hometown, by the way, and let's just go check it out. We haven't been back to Chicago for a weekend in a while. Let's go check it out and see what this live thing is all about. So what I'm going to do on this show, I'm going to tell you some good things about the the tournament. I'm going to tell you some things I don't necessarily like about live and maybe they'll have to improve on because, yeah, everybody. The other problem with reporting on live is if you like live and I did like the tournament and I'll tell you why here in a second and then I'll get to interviews where other people will tell you why. Then all of a sudden you're a live shield. You know, how much are they paying you this and that so on and so forth. Listen, I like golf. I married into a golf family. My father-in-law owns a golf course. I don't say that to sound pretentious or anything, but golf is a very important part of my family. 
And I just wanted that to come across too. So I go to PGA tournaments. I have volunteered at PGA tournaments. I will continue to go to PGA tournaments and volunteer at PGA tournaments. And, you know, if Liv happens to be in Chicago again next year, we'll probably go check it out again because we did have fun. So let's talk about a couple things before I get into these interviews here on Sports Done Right. And again, my name is Vince Wright. I am known as the Sports Governor of Minnesota. You can follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. The Big Smooth One. You can follow Sports Done Right, and that's W R I G H T, my last name, on Facebook, Instagram, and you can catch the podcast. Um, we originate from the Pigskin Podcast Network. But any major streaming service where you find your favorite podcast, you're going to find Sports Done Right. You know, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all the big ones. Just uh, look for us and check us out. And I appreciate you listening. So what are some of the things that I like about Liv? Well, the, the first thing I noticed on day one, younger crowds. Let's talk about this for a quick minute. We talk about the future of golf. You know, everybody is talking about how is golf going to sustain itself and replace itself as older folks start dying off and all this stuff. I'm going to tell you something. I have never seen as many young folks at a golf tournament as I did this past weekend at Live. That's just the honest to God truth. Friday, I was posting and putting stuff on Instagram and Twitter, and people were coming back hard, like, oh, those are thin crowds and this and that. And I was like, well, you know, it's Friday. Kids are in school down there in the Chicago area. I said, let's see what happens on Saturday. And by the way, Friday's crowds were not bad. You know, just like any PGA Tour, you had more people following the name brand golfers and the groups that they were in. Some of the groups, honestly, you know, hard to recognize the names. They're not going to get a lot of people just as any PGA tour would be. So you have younger crowds out there. And and I ran into a couple guys, um, Bob and Joe. And this was, uh, we were out of the, by the birdie shack, you know, having a beer and stuff. And I was talking to these guys and. Here's what they had to say to live again. Kind of younger guys, younger 30s, I think, mid-30s. Here's what they had to say. Sports done right. Vince right here. We got Bobby and Joe. And I'm going to get their opinions. We've been talking with people, guys. So just tell us, what are you thinking about it? How do you like live? And would you come back? Uh, well, first, the energy is great. The fans are great. The course is set up perfectly the way they set up the teams. They got something here. Uh, the first thing I notice is more of a family atmosphere. We've been to a lot of PGA events uh, multiple times, but uh, there's a ton of stuff to do. Um, it's just, I think the younger generation really, it's going to take off. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, and I would definitely come back. All right. Coming back? You know it. All right. It's that simple. Well, there you go. You heard it from them. Definitely coming back. Uh, two young gentlemen there. Nice guys. And again, they, you know, they have love for the PGA. And I think the people that I talked to at the Live Tournament, they love the PGA. They just want to see golf. You know, that was the thing. And then, you know, once the tournament started, it just seemed really like a golf tournament. I'll touch on the music here in a minute, that golf but louder thing. That's a little bit misleading. And I'll touch on that in a second. But one of the other good things is not only do you have younger crowds, this is just different. 
this is something new. This is something fresh. And, you know, I didn't know how I was going to react to it as well. And when I got out there and, you know, we picked up our passes on Wednesday, me and my wife, we got our media passes. So, you know, a couple players on the range, the music was going out there. Didn't really walk around the course too much, but Thursday, or excuse me, Friday comes, and man, I'm going to tell you something, younger people were in there, and that's what they liked. They were just like, this is something new and different. It's it's fresh. Older PGA fans may not like that, but that is what I was hearing at the golf tournament over the two days that I was there, something new, something different, something kind of refreshing in a game that is, you know, it's golf. I mean, it's kind of considered stale and stuffy and all that stuff, right? Average age of the PGA viewer is 65. So again, you talk about that future of golf, what's going to come along to replace it. It may be live, it may not be. One of the other good things I liked about live and one th- here, and it's it can go both ways. One thing I like about live the shotgun start. One thing I didn't like about live the shotgun start. <laughs> okay, so let me explain, people. Here we go. Shotgun start at twelve fifteen. By five fifteen, that tournament is over. Everybody's done within five hours. It's a great thing. For the families that were out there Friday, or excuse me, well, well, Friday and Saturday, more so Saturday's huge crowd on Saturday. But they seem to like the later start, you know, hey, it wasn't like, you know, Tigers teeing off at eight o'clock. Now we got to get up at, you know, maybe six in the morning to get out and park and get to the, you know, get the whole one and all this stuff. You get your T-sheet, you find, you know, who do we want to follow? Let's go out to that hold. Shotgun start, you're off and running. What I don't like about the shotgun starts are, you know, golf courses are built to produce a storyline, to produce, you know, changes and, you know, changes in the action, things like that. And when you're doing a shotgun start, can you imagine playing a tournament at Pebble Beach and number 18 is your first hole, that beautiful finishing hole. Can you see that? Or can you imagine you're at Augusta and the tournament at the Masters, shotgun start, and Amen Corner is your first three holes. You know, these legendary golf courses are built to kind of help, you know, shape tournaments and shape rounds and things like that. And so that's one thing that I am kind of torn with the shotgun start, but I guess if I had to weigh it more pro, more con, I would probably say more pro because, again, you didn't have to get up super early in the morning to get there. Well, you know, the tournament's an hour outside of Chicago, so depending on where you were, you, you did have a drive in front of you. But, you know, we got there probably about 11, 15, 11, 30. Gives you plenty of time to go enjoy the range. All the players are up there. That's where the music was really loud. And it was it was it was vibrant. You get out your car in the parking lot, you can hear that bumping music, man. And it kind of gets you going, to be honest with you. At least it did for us. It kind of got us in a good mood. And you, you go through the gates and the and the range was right there, and the range is packed because all the players are out there on the same time, and that's where the music's loud. 
Now let's talk about Golf Butt Louder. That's the only loud music you're going to hear because once the tournament starts and there are speakers on literally every hole, but the sound is muted and it's just like very mellow background music. And a lot of people actually liked it because when you're waiting for groups to come by because there's only 48 golfers in the live tournament, You know, you're sitting there and it was just kind of nice to have some nice music in the background. Again, it wasn't loud, but it, you know, it was just nice. It was just nice. The other thing that I liked is just the setup of the tournament, the fan experience, huge fan village there. I mean, food trucks everywhere, concerts going on. I forgot. I think St. Lucia performed on Friday night. I think they're an EDM band. I didn't stick around for them. Jason Derulo performed on Saturday night. Huge crowd. And the thing is, these concerts are free. And as soon as that golf round is over, literally within a few minutes, you had yourself a concert going with Jason Derulo. People talk about this as well. And I I want to address this. So people were coming at me on social media about, well, look, Liv gives away tickets. Or they would send me screenshots showing $5 tickets and all that. I don't think Liv is really worried so much about ticket money revenue. I mean, you know, look who's backing them. I think that's kind of pennies to them. I think they just wanted to get eyes out on their product. And a lot of people had a lot of fun. So let me do this here. Got a nine-minute interview with my friend's son, Blake. He's a younger guy. He's looking to probably possibly be a sports reporter himself. And he's a huge golfer. Watches a lot of golf on TV. Those are the people I wanted to talk to. Real golf fans. He's the former voice of the University of Eau Claire Sports Department. And I just wanted to pick his brain because he's the person Liv is going after. You know, 22, 23 years old. The younger guy. Younger girls. Let's see what he has to say. So settle in. This will be about nine minutes. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to tell you some other good things and then I'm going to get into some things I didn't like about Liv and I'll have one more interview with a friend of ours that joined us um, John Ogden as well another huge golf fan he'll he has some interesting thoughts as well so all right again this is sports done right I am Vince Wright and this is Blake Durham joining us giving us his thoughts on his experience at Live down in Chicago all right, folks, Vince Wright, sports governor with the Sports Done Right podcast out of the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. We are talking about the Live Golf Tournament in Chicago this past weekend. And what I wanted to do is, you know, talk to some people in the crowd. And ironically, one of my best friends and his son drove down for the final round on Sunday. So my friend Wally, his son, Blake, is on the line with us now. Blake is the man, the myth, the legend. He is the former voice of the University of Eau Claire Blue Golds, the former sports director up there. So being a, a younger guy, this you know this is what Liv is going for. So I thought it'd be interesting to get his take on things. So uh, Blake, thank you for joining Sports Done Right, man. We finally got you on here. Thanks for joining us. Oh, it's been a long time go- coming, Governor. How you doing tonight? I, I'm doing great, man. You know, the just you know, I got the Vikings on in the background here. Uh, kind of a rough start, but you know, a long, a long night ahead of us. Absolutely, I must say this though. 
I, I still can't get my head around having Joe and Troy on ESPN versus Fox. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Hey, man. Well, so hey. How much money these networks are throwing at these broadcasters. Well, it's funny you mentioned that, sir, because we're talking about kind of the changing landscape of sports. You never know whether it's sports reporters, golf leagues, whatever. You know, everything, you know, name, image, and likeness, everything in the sports world is is really changing right now. So let's turn to the golf aspect of this, my man. Uh, let me just ask you just opening question, general thoughts. What did you think of your day at the Live Tournament? Well, I started getting an idea of how it was going to go. And basically, it's not your grandfather's golf tournament. Right. Because the moment you pull out, out, out into the parking lot, you get out of your car and you walk to the entrance, you can hear just music pounding very loud <laughs> at the beginning as everyone's, you know, is warming up. Players are warming up. Fans are trundling in the gates. I mean, it's just a nice, chill atmosphere upon arrival, and it kind of goes on as you walk through the facility, you know? Right. Absolutely. And let me ask you this, because the driving range is really a big focus here, because with a shotgun start, all the players are at the driving range at the same time getting ready. You know, what did you think about that and the setup of the course itself? Because um, I thought it was a cool course, uh, Rich Farms or Rich Acres Farms, I, I, and, I, and I know I'm doing a disservice there, but, you know, I just thought it's cool to have all those guys up there in the driving range. Like I said, the music, it's its like a party, and then it goes out onto the course. Well, everything starts at the driving range, and the putting green, too. There was a lot of people surrounding the putting green as when we walked in, this is, of course, my father and I, we walked to the putting green and we saw a bunch of like the big names, the big job. We saw DJ, we saw Phil. Right. I mean, even, even Paul Casey was on the driving range for, or on the putting green. And mm-hmm. you know, it was just really cool. And the fact that you're able to get pretty much up close to these guys in a laid back setting is a huge selling point to actually going to these things. Okay. And now let me ask you here, because, you know, I don't want this to turn into, you know, like a PGA bash fest, because I really want to focus on live and how this tournament went and how they run it and things like that. But you've also been to a couple PGA tournaments, you know, here in the Twin Cities and stuff. Um, Comparisons, anything, uh, you know, that you want to draw from that? I mean, did it seem did the live tournament seem like a regular PGA event? You know, how did it stand out differently for for you? I mean, you have you have all like the pre round, you know, theatrics with everybody with the driving range, mm-hmm. um, and then with the golf, and then everyone being basically jettisoned out on the on the golf carts to the teams. I didn't really care for that a whole lot. I okay. it just made something that is, you know, maybe a little bit too uh, theatrical in my part. But once mm-hmm. the golf got going, you know, we saw some incredible golf on Sunday. Right on Sunday yesterday, um, you know Cam Smith mainly maintained control. His short game saved him, especially on that uh, chip at the eleventh uh, long par five that he ended up birdieing, right. which was big insurance play to lead to his victory. And then you know a little bit on the course itself, yeah, the seventy four hundred yard total yards 
is a bit deceptive because of how tight the fair, uh, the fairways and the landing spots are, and you can right. absolutely get penalized for a shot. And then I think it also yep. played into some of the older played into some of the older guys on the uh, flip circuit. I mean, Phil had his best round on Sunday. Sergio tied for fourth, and uh, even Matt Jones had a good day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, let me ask you this, Blake. You know, you're a younger guy. You know, you're just graduating college and all this. This is really geared towards you. So is this something you would go back to again? Is You know, people talk about, hey, they gave away tickets or, or tickets are dirt cheap or whatever the case is. Is this something you would go back to? You know, Minneapolis has a tour stop. Is this something that is engaging enough that, you know, Blake would say, hey, you know, let me go back down to Chicago for a weekend or a couple of days and, and do this all over again? Well, I would say that the first event in London, you know, you had to drum up interest. Right. You had to drum up interest in some way. So I could kind of get where people are coming from in terms of giving away tickets for free to go see this event, mm -hmm. go see the London event in particular, because you never, you didn't know what you were going to expect that first time out. But now that you know, and now that, you know, Liv is getting all these, getting all these guys, adding it to what was a very talented roster to begin with at London, you know, it's making guys like myself and other people, who are around my age, maybe a little older, a little younger, you know, everyone's just out there having a good time, save from a few, you know, guys, a few, um, drunks, yeah, there's a, right. Yeah. There's always going to be a couple knuckleheads and, and regardless of any tour there. Um, let me ask you, Blake, is there anything you would have live improve on? I mean, you know, you saw the fan village, you experienced the tournament for a day, uh, I, you know, I, I take it, it sounds like you had a good time and everything, but what would you maybe have them improve on or what would you like to see done differently? Well, I'll just finish off my point real quick on the last question. Everyone seemed, everyone, from at least from what I saw, they all seemed to have, have positive vibes all around. Everyone was having fun. Um, yeah. And, you know, there was ample areas to go check out around the course. Uh this is kind of a nitpicky thing. I would say one area of improvement, especially on like the back half of the course mm -hmm. was a little lack of seating at like the concession, like the concessions area and some of the tables around mainly because it, that was not an easy course to walk. And I'm sure right. you know that yes. yourself. Absolutely. Right. It wasn't an easy course. It wasn't an easy course to walk, but with some of the hills undulations and it was tight too. Right. Um, but you know, it's just, a, it's just a little thing. Otherwise, there's there's a lot of areas to go check out, and overall, great experience. I definitely would go back there in a heartbeat. Uh -huh. You know, maybe next year we'll just have to see. Get the cards got to fall right. Oh, of course. And yeah, who knows exactly. what's going to happen? Because you said that the sports world changes within a snap. So. <laughs> I'll have to see. All right. Well, Blake, I want to thank you, my man, for giving us a few minutes tonight. Um, Blake Durham, the former voice of the University of Eau Claire Blue Golds over there in Wisconsin. And um, Blake may be on your TV screens as a future sportscaster himself one day. So, Blake, my man, thank you. 
say what up to your pops and your mom for me, man. And I look forward to getting you on that golf range and uh, getting you out to Indian Hills yeah. for some golf here soon, partner. Yes, yes, sir. I'm looking forward to it. Hi, mom. Hi, dad. Peace, love, happy thoughts. Rocco's <laughs> got to go from the twins. All right. All right, my man Blake. Appreciate you coming through on the Sports Done Right podcast, my friend. And, you know, Blake is just kind of mirroring a lot of the stuff that I heard out there. And, you know, not to be redundant, but it really was a good time. In all honesty, it was a good time. Now, before I get to my other friend's interview, uh, John Ogden, let me kind of go through and tell you some of the things with Liv that I'm not a big fan of, or maybe they need to improve because, you know, everybody's like, oh, Vince, the sports governor, you're a shill for Liv and this and that and blah, blah, blah. No, I, I liked the tournament. I had fun. But few of the things that I didn't like or don't like about Liv and things that need to be addressed are, first off, I don't like players being dropped from these teams. Because where do they go? You know, they've come over to live. And say live gets a big name signing. Cam Smith comes over. You know, there's already 48 man field. Well, you got to make room for Cam. He's one of the top three golfers in the world, right? Who gets dropped? How is that done? How is that decided? And where does that player go? Because they're on live. They can't go back to the PGA. Which brings me to another thing. If Liv is going to succeed on its own, because the people I talked to out there, a couple of the players I had very quick words with, it's not like they they want to play on Liv. But they have, you know, a, a fair share of those players have qualified and have won PGA tournaments. And if they can't get the points on live, they want to go back because they have qualified. I'm, now, I'm not talking about majors. I'll speak on the majors and how live plays into that in a moment. So some people call it you can't have your cake and eat it too. You went over to live. Who cares if you're qualified by, you know, you won on the, on the PGA Tour a couple times last year. So you're exempt in tournaments and this and that. You went over to live. Quote unquote, live with it, right? <laughs> but, you know, the only thing I think for the live players, they want to just be able to get access to the majors. It's, it's not like I think they want to go back on the PGA Tour. They just want to have access to the majors. Now, are they going to get the world rankings points? Don't know. Matter of fact, um, while that interview was playing on my monitor here in the situation room, as I call it, and I'm trying to pull that photo back up, bear with me here. Let's see. Live golfers have asked for world ranking points. Just saw a little thing that came across ESPN. I had to snap a picture here. Liv's roster includes 21 of the last 51 winners of the four majors. Interesting. But players that are dropped, where do they go? Like I said, these big names come in. I don't know. 
How do you qualify for a live tournament? Which brings me to my thing of if live is going to succeed, live should be separate, right? Of the PGA. That's the whole reason this thing is started. Live is going to have to find some way of having their developmental league, their Q school, their their version of a corn fairy tour. How do you get to the live tour besides just being picked by the leaders of it, Greg Norman and those guys? And how is that even decided? So that's one of the things as well. Because honestly, live players need to be on the live tour. If you've gone to live, in my opinion, you should be on live. And help grow that brand and product and all that. Just my feelings. Now, in terms of getting those rankings points, and again, this is Vince Wright on the Sports Done Right podcast. Thank you for listening. I don't know what that's going to look like. I was talking with a couple people out there. So maybe the trade-off is, hey, if you guys want world rankings points, you know, you're going to have to go to 72 holes. You're going to have to go to four rounds. Again, I don't know. There's a lot of, and that's the other thing too with this whole live thing and PGA. There's a lot of unknowns because it's all changing. I don't like hypocrisy. And I think the PGA has definitely been proven to be hypocritical in a lot of their stances as they are now changing their formats for their tournaments where they're going to have possibly some cutlass tournaments, some super tournaments where it's the top 20 are guaranteed to show up here and there and and all this stuff. And, and by the way, where did the, where did all this money raining from the sky now over in the PGA? As I said on the tweet, as Phil Mickelson was walking by and I yelled it to him and apparently people who were in front of him because Phil walked by me, he was right. And I said, I said, Phil, you were right. You were right. Supposedly he had a little chuckle, but he was. Tiger and Rory have ownership in media groups that help distribute the PGA Tour internationally. And guess what? They're protecting their their product. They're protecting their brand. And they have every single right to do that. You may not agree on Rory and, you know, how he's kind of now the golden boy carrying that torch for the PGA. And, you know, people came after Tiger. Oh, Tiger's a billionaire. He doesn't understand the money aspect of it. But they're protecting their brand and they have every right to do so. If I had ownership in a company that was, you know, working with the PGA, I'd want the PGA to succeed. Not their competitors. So I get all that. And that's fine. You know, they're going to have issues. They're going to, Liv's going to definitely catch more blowback here when they hit Doral, which is owned by you know who, former President Donald Trump. So they're going to catch hell for playing at his course again. They played at one a few weeks ago. But. Outside of that, you know, I mean, you have your choice too. You know, you don't have to go watch it at a Trump course. You don't have to watch Live. You don't have to watch PGA. That's what other people got to remember too. You make your own decisions. I'm just telling you what happened, how I liked the tournament, what I enjoyed, what I'm telling you what I don't enjoy about Live as well. 
And also, Liv has no TV deal. Now, a TV deal can go two ways because if you watch Liv now, they have a Facebook and a YouTube channel. And the production is pretty good. I like the announcers. You know, it looks fine for the most part. I've heard some people kind of complain about, you know, on their 4K TVs, it's not a true 4K experience. But but what a TV contract does is it gives you legitimacy. So at the ESPN, supposedly Fox Sports is is in, in deep talks with Liv right now to, to broadcast. You got to remember, though, these companies are going to do a lot of self-promotion as well. So we know we know ESPN and, you know, they get into a product and all the commercials are ESPN and ESPN and ESPN. Right. So that cuts both ways because some people like it how it is right now. They go, you know what? With the YouTube, there's no commercials. I'm seeing a lot of golf, a lot more golf, even though, you know, on the PGA, they have, you know, what they call the playing through where they'll split the screen and show the commercial on one side, keep the golf up on the second. And that's cool, too. But that's a thing that Liv is going to have to work on. And I think they will look for a TV partner because, like I just said, it adds legitimacy to your brand. Because then if they could go, well, hey, you know, that's one more checkbox. You know, people are going, well, you don't have a TV con- contract. You don't have a TV deal. Well, you know, we're with Fox Sports. And before, you know, people get on the Fox Sports side of it, they, the people that hate live focus on that Fox aspect. Listen, not the, you know, I'm not getting into the politics of Fox News or anything, but it's not like nobody, half this country on Sundays watches the NFL on Fox. So that kind of goes out the window. Again, if you don't like Lib, don't watch it. If you don't like the PGA, don't watch it. I like both. I'm watching. I'm going. I just like seeing these pro golfers do their thing. And by the way, once the tournament started, folks, it was just kind of a golf tournament outside of that low kind of mellow music on the holes. It was pro golfers hitting pro golf shots with the crowds cheering and having a good time. Good food from the food trucks, like you heard from Blake. Could have been a little bit more because Rich Harvest Farms, like I said, it's one of those golf courses where when you enter, you got hole number one and two and 18 and, and you know a few others, but most of the holes are kind of far out there. So it's a walk. All right. So, you know, I'm not, I, I don't like everything about live. So that's one of the other things I wanted to get across in this podcast as well, because a lot of people were coming at me like I was a shill and I just like golf, man. And I think, you know, if you're a, I think fair minded golf people, if they listen, if lives giving away tickets, look at it like this, go get yourself a couple free tickets. You're not supporting live. You're not supporting the Saudi government. By actually spending your money on it, okay? So if they come to your town or your area and you want to maybe just do like I did, see what it's about for yourself and make your own decisions. I'm not here trying to sell you on live. I'm just telling you what I enjoyed about it, what I think they need to improve on or didn't like. And would I go back again? Like I asked, you know, everybody, whoops, everybody I talked to here is I knocked my mic over almost. I would, I would definitely go back. It, It was a fun time. 
So with that, let me get to the next interview here, and then we're going to wrap up our thoughts on on Liv and if they can succeed and where this whole thing may or may not be going. So again, another friend, John Ogden, came down, him and his wife, to join me and my wife for the weekend down in Chi-Town there. John is a big golfer, loves to watch golf, plays a lot of it, all that stuff. So he definitely had some thoughts. A little longer interview here. This is about 14 minutes. And again, just another person giving you their thoughts on Live Golf. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us again. Sports Done Right Podcast. Vince Wright, sports governor, coming to you from the Twin Cities. And I have our friend John Ogden on the phone. John and uh, his wife joined us for the weekend down there in Chicago for Live Golf. John is a avid golfer himself, as you can imagine. Plays a lot of golf, watches a lot of golf, so he was very interested as well to come check out Liv. So he's on the line tonight. Give us to excuse me to give us his thoughts as well. So John, thank you for joining us, sir. How you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having me. No problem, my man. Okay, so let's get to it here because John had some really good takes over the weekend. I thought, and, I, and I'm really glad that he's taking a few moments to share them with us. So. You know, as I said with my other guest, John, let's just kind of start with what you liked, and then we'll get into maybe what you didn't like after that. So go ahead. Tell us what you liked about the Live Tournament. And just for the record, John was down there with us. We went on the third, or excuse me, Friday and Saturday. So we were there for the first two days. We drove back to the Twin Cities yesterday. So we weren't there for the final round. Go ahead, my buddy. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, for anybody who's been to – a fair amount of PGA tournaments. Uh, it, what I liked, I think was a, was nice was the later start, right? You didn't have to get up at the right, yeah. crack of dawn to get there, to beat the parking, to everything like that. So um, the shotgun start was a, a welcome addition. Um, you just had to pick on what, which hole you wanted to start on that equates into a shorter day. So you're, Maybe your older people or your people with families that maybe want to maybe need to shorten their day due to nap times or whatever. <laughs> right. Okay. They can do that, right? They can pick yeah. whatever time they want to go. Um, so that was probably the, the, the biggest difference. Um, the f- Friday galleries were great. I mean, you could get real close to the action. Mm-hmm. I would say Saturday's uh, crowd was probably Two thirds bigger, maybe. Yeah, it, it was. Sure. It was. It was. It was considerably bigger than it was Friday. That is one thing that I definitely noticed for sure. Yeah, but you could still get pretty close, right, to the action. And I think there was a, you know, there was a that the second day is when they seed the players, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's when it was DJ Cam Smith, and the third one was I forget oh, the guy's name, but. Yep everybody was following that group. Um, right. So, but you could, it was great. Cause if you wanted to post up on a hole, you, you just get there early and you'd sit there the whole day Absolutely. and you'd see everything within four or five hours. I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. The other thing I liked was, um, well, no, no, no. Let me backtrack there. <laughs> I told Vince this about a bunch of times over the weekend, <laughs> but, um, I was not big on the, the food, the concessions. I think, you know, it's a pilot year. So I think they're still figuring it out. 
Mm-hmm. But if they're going to do food trucks on the course, plus the live concession. The regular, yeah, regular concession stands. They, they need to make it, they need to make sure the lines aren't as long because, I mean, the one line, I, I would have sat in that line for an hour. And that's a lot of golf to miss. Right, exactly. If it's, if, especially true. if it's a five-hour day. Right? So that they got to figure that out. Um, next year, they're going to they're have more, I think, tournaments. Mm-hmm. But still, they may have a few more to, to figure that out this year. I, I can't speak for Boston or the other, the other right. locations, but for me, um, that was not awesome. Like, if you wanted to get a quick beer, no way. Um, but if you want to, the twelve fifteen start time, you could eat before you go, right? And don't need to eat till afterwards, right? If you know, so I mean, there's way, there's different ways to do it. I just brought brought snacks, right? Yep, and yep, yeah, didn't and worry about the line. I, I'm not a bring your own water. They, they, the cool thing was they did have um, hydration stations, so if you just needed water, that was that was pretty quick, right? Yeah, you yeah. brought your own bottle. Um, what else did we talk about? Well, um, let me let me ask you this, because you brought up some things, too, that, you know, outside of the food lines there, in terms of the golf and live, is there anything that either, A, you didn't like, or some, or a thing or two that maybe you would like to see live improve going forward to maybe help uh, improve the experience for you? Yeah, other than what I've already said, I mean... Um... I, I, you know, it's hard to pick on the course, um, but course selection may be part of that. Right. Um, I like, I don't get me wrong. The course that they played this weekend was beautiful, mm-hmm. but it was very spread out. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, yep. It sure was. So, so if there's anything I would say, um, I mean, you could say there's pros and cons to that, but if, you know, the way that course was laid out, everything was on like hole four through 16 or right. 15. Right. And folks, let me, so, yeah, it was a very spread out course and most of the holes were far away. That was yeah. the, the main thing I noticed too. And, and one of the things I didn't like about this particular course, but like John said, folks, it, I mean, it, it it's a beautiful course and, you know, great clubhouse, all that stuff, a phenomenal facility but yeah you got to have your walking shoes ready if you're going to be out there again yeah and if you're going to have people go that far away not to pick up the food again but <laughs> you got to have ample options right because right? i'm not going to walk back a half hour to get to a slower line because it's going to take me just as long but i mean that, that's probably you know it. i'm sure they've got you know some core selections ideas going forward and I don't know. Are they going to go to the same courses each year? Well, are they going to that's flip the that, question. Flip that up? That's the question. We don't know because they will be adding more U.S. stops next year. We don't know where or anything like that. And we don't know if they'll mm-hmm. be going back to the same spots. So they may go to Chicago, but they may actually pick a different course. Who knows? Uh, you know, I'm sure there may be some other courses that may want to get into the mix on this. And especially if Lib does prove to be a sustainable venture, you you know, some other courses that definitely want to get in the mix. Um, John, let me ask yeah. you this, because you're a golfer and whatnot. Um, you checked out the prices for shirts and things like that. Now, to be fair to live, huh? 
you know, I was at the 3M and, you know, those real nice golf shirts in there, they're over, you know, 100 bucks, 120 bucks, 150 bucks for some of these shirts, man. Uh, what did you see in Liv's uh, clothing setup? Because honestly, I bought my hat, you know, out on the course, so I didn't even make it into the clothing part. Yeah. Um, I was surprised at the, the limited selection. Um, there was, you know, if you go to a, a, a Ryder Cup or a PGA event, yeah. Waste Management Open, these courses, there is Everything. 30, 30, there's, there's 30 different kinds of shirts, T-shirts, everything, tank tops, you name, socks, you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. You, you, at, at Live, there were, for guys, there was probably six different kind of polo shirts, some kind of long sleeve zipper, you know, cat quarter zips. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, they, they were spendy. They were like a hundred over a hundred bucks. So it, it competes with the PGA one. Right. But the selection wasn't there. However, I think they do have options for any price range. Like I, you know, I got so many golf shirts. I'm not going to spend a hundred over a hundred bucks on a golf shirt that says live on it. Right. right. So I got a t-shirt. Um, they have all t-shirts for all the different teams. So like, DJ's got a team and Cam Smith has a team and Phil's got a team. So they had those t-shirts, all the t-shirts were 35 bucks. Um, hats were 40 visors, 35. And then they had other stuff like yeah. towels and ball markers and balls and stuff like that. Hey, John, um, women's were the same. Was, was the I'm same sorry. Kind of, uh, selection. Go ahead. Yep. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to no, cut I just you said, off. No, all I said was that the women's selections was about the same. Okay. Okay. Now let me ask you this. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of stuff has been made about the music. Now, did it bother you? Did, I mean, you you were all out on the course and whatnot. What did you think about it? Well, okay. So they got, they got their tagline all over the course and all over their marketing on on the line Mm -hmm. and social media says golf only louder. Right. So that's fine. I'm kind of, Going in, my perception was that it'd be a lot like the 16 pole at, at in Phoenix, right? Uh, yes, a lot, a lot of a lot of stadium stuff, loud, you know, a lot of just. And it wasn't fun going up. And it really <laughs> wasn't. I mean, they right. in places they did have background music going, um, but the, I mean, golfers are golfers. They don't right, they right. don't want to be distracted. So on the course, it was it was like any other event, I would think, but. The, the 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 what they call it, the guest village or right yep. the beginning part they had lots of cool stuff that um you could do they had like an impossible putt thing they had mm-hmm. a chip cut chipping contest you could throw the football into a target they had yeah, yeah. Uh, golf simulators they had a, they had a children's zone um yeah and you and here's and, the and thing then the, 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 I'm sorry. I, I was so just going to say, though, because, you know, people come back and go, well, hey, you know, the PGA has all these zones and, you know, family spots and stuff as well. But let me ask you this. They don't have full blown concert stages to to give us concerts right after the rounds are finished. Let me end with this, John, because we, we are running short on time here. Let me ask you yeah. this. Did the concert, how was that for you? I mean, Jason Derulo was the big act this weekend on on Saturday. Everybody hung out. Everybody seemed to be having a good time. 
What did you think about the concert and, you know, some of the, the, the fluff as some of the live detractors would say? I mean, it's a, it's, it's a free concert. Well, what's right. wrong with that? You <laughs> yeah. know, and, uh, if you want to stick around, the only other place I've seen that again is, is the Phoenix open or the waste management open mm-hmm. where that's actually a separate ticket. You have to buy. Right. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. But here, I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that, um, and we didn't stay for that long of it, but uh, um, there was people that were there. It was, it was yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what's... I, I thought you know, it was a lot of fun. Yep. Yeah, I, for sure. I thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, you, I, I can't hate on people having a good time. That was the thing, man. So, John, yeah. first no, off... I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, the only thing I had mentioned, too, about that village was they had two giant screen areas where you could, if you if you were tired right and you yeah. just wanted to watch golf you could was nice. just chill and watch it there they had comfy chairs they had benches and plenty of space so all yeah right, that's it cool all right well would you go again uh, you know i mean hey if, yes. let's just put it okay there's the answer yes and I, honestly yeah, I think- that's what i've been hearing from everybody that i've talked to that was down there at that tournament i mean it's reasonably priced I mean, you can go for the whole weekend for 115 bucks. They they sent me on Facebook a a coupon code for 50 percent off the the second day. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was there? Um, but yeah, I, I think I would I would go again. Um, you know, not to get into all the politics of the whole thing and all the the litigation going on, but right. I I didn't realize how much how restricted the PGA tour was right. How they, they can't play other, another um, leagues yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's very um, limited to PGA affiliate, you know, tours, obviously. Yeah. But... So I don't know. We'll okay. see. We'll, we'll see how all that shakes out in the right. future. Well, John, thank you very much for taking some time tonight, my friend. I really, really appreciate it again. You're uh, you know, you're a good golfer. you Spend a lot of time on the course, and I just you were there with us, so wanted to get your take as well. So definitely appreciate it. Do that. Thank you. All right. Thank you, John, for checking in with the sports governor Vince Wright from Minnesota here. So the live tournament, you know, I guess was a success. Will this continue? I who knows? Will live be here in three years? Who knows? Got a couple quick minutes with the commission, Greg Norman. I, you know, he said, hey, did you have fun? I said, I had a great time. And, and that was, I mean, I did. You know, a couple things they can improve on for sure. Don't know how the whole points thing shakes out. But let's kind of just, as we're getting out of here, and we're towards the end of the show here, just some numbers to share because, you know, I was down there and I was a member of the media and I do have my media pack here so just to kind of put in perspective the fields because everybody's like oh it's all has-beens and this and that 12 live golfers that's the number of majors won in the last 26 major championships championships 12 of the last 26 have been won by now live golfers
I mean, this field, these fields aren't as bad as you think. They have four number world or four former world number ones: DJ Keimer, Brooks Kepka, Westwood. They have twelve major champions: DeChambeau, Garcia, Johnson, Kamer, Brooks Kepka, McDowell, Mickelson, Oosthuizen, Reed, Schwartzel, Smith, and Stenson. 13 of their players have played in the, in the Olympics. And, I mean, on and on and on it goes. 22 combined majors won. They have 22 combined majors won on Live Tour. So, you know, I mean, you can go down a PGA Tour and, you know, once you get past the top creme, creme de la creme of, of any tour, it's a bunch of no-names. So... Stay tuned. It's going to be very interesting. Live Tour, what else? Uh, 11 players with 500 or more professional starts. You know, we talked about the major winners, all that stuff. And they also have 20 players with with 10 or more PGA Tour victories. And names you don't really think about. Weisberger has 13 wins. Schwartzel has 16 wins. Ian Poulter has 19 wins. The highest on this list is Garcia has 36 wins. Obviously, Phil has 57. Dustin Johnson has 29. On it goes. So, it's not quite all these old washed up golfers that you think. Phil has been struggling. He had a nice couple rounds down in Chicago. Hopefully, he gets the you know, swing back in shape and gets it going. But what I want to end on this show is, look, make up your own mind. I'm not here to sell you. I'm just sharing the experience that me and a few other people had down there. And personally, I liked it a lot. Wasn't a perfect thing. Like I said, there's things they need to improve on or kind of figure out. And, you know, like John said, they are in litigation and things like that. But it really was fun. And again, once the ball started flying in the air, it just had the feel of a a really cool golf tournament with some different things going on that made it fun. And me and my wife talked about we will definitely be back. And you know what? I think you can support both. If you don't want to support Liv, that's fine. Trust me, I understand the criticisms. Like I said earlier in this show, we get it. And nobody is putting that aside by any means. But the PGA Tour is working with China. China is actually ranked worse, a worse uh, human rights violator than the Saudis are. So now do we stop watching the PGA Tour? PGA Tour filled with blood money as well. I don't know. know, For some people, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Don't care. I love golf. I love watching PGA Tour players. I love watching live players. And I think that's really where it landed for me. It was a fun tournament. It was a fun couple days. Again, me and my wife and John and his wife, we were driving back to Minneapolis on Sunday, so we didn't go to the final round. But Friday and Saturday were a lot of fun. Hot, little humid days there. So the walks, you know, you were you were working up a sweat. But 
I think one of the things, too, that I heard around the media tent and whatnot and a couple of the caddies and players, they just seemed a little happier. There is more. There seemed to be a little more fan engagement. But they, you know, just as they were walking the fairways, the interaction amongst themselves, and I get it. Look, they're all get, they get guaranteed money and this and that. But listen, when you're standing over a putt to win $4 million or $4 million plus and you got to sink a 10-footer, that's pressure still. And I don't care if it's on Live or the PGA because, you know, there's a family waiting at home for a big check. You better make that putt. <laughs> all right? So... Yeah, folks, again, I just wanted you to experience it with me. You saw the pictures. Uh, I, I hope I provided some information for you. A lot of people came back with the negative comments, and that's fine, too. I mean, again, you make up your own mind to watch it, don't watch it. But I think Liv may be here to stay. We'll see. That is the show for tonight. I am Vince Wright, also known as the Sports Governor of Minnesota. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to the Sports Done Right podcast brought to you by, and I, I do apologize, we were so wrapped up into this, I forgot to tell you my sponsors, Cultivated CBD. Go to CultivatedCBD.com, the best CBD products in the world. Let me tell you something, after a lot of golf rounds, soon to be 54 years old, man, these knees are aching, these joints are aching a little bit. I grabbed the warming bomb, the cooling bomb, that roll-on gel. CBD done right, man. That's what Cultivated CBD is. So make sure you go to CultivatedCBD.com. You can also message me on Twitter. I'll give you a promo code, get you a little discount. Try it out. 7th Avenue Pizza, the best frozen pizza in Minnesota. We are going to be back at at the Gopher uh, tailgate for homecoming against Purdue. 7th Avenue Pizza is going to be in the mix. So details coming on Sports Done Right on that. And again, we are on the Pigskin Podcast Network. Make sure you're checking them out for all your favorite shows, football related. But tonight was all about the Live Golf Tournament. Again, just sharing thoughts on it. I want to thank everybody for listening. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor of Minnesota. And again, follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. And with that, my friends, I am out of here. Peace. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right. Sports Done Right.